Hello, Lions, and welcome to the Lions Coalition podcast. My name is Bud Waite, and I am glad you guys are here today. We are going to talk a little bit about what this podcast is, what I hope it will be, what I hope it will become, uh, some of the things we expect to come from this podcast, uh, what is the coalition, uh, where do the Lions come from, and... Uh, go into a little bit to talk about a very taboo subject on everybody's radar right now as we approach um, November. It's coming up. It is a an election year. And as you can imagine, there's lots of lots of conversations going on right now. We are in a a very polarized world. And I want to talk to you about being a man uh, during this time, biblical masculinity, and what's expected of us, and what does Jesus have to say about it, which is what we should always refer back to, uh, let him do the talking. So let's get into this. Uh, We will start with the coalition. What is the coalition, the Lions Coalition? Where does it come from? What's the purpose of it? Why is it here? Why are you listening to this? The Lions Coalition um, is a group of men on social media. Um, Specifically, a a group on Facebook is the Lions Coalition. Um, I also have an Instagram right now under my name, Bud Wait, and there is a the Lions Coalition Instagram page as well. But mostly where we do most of our interacting is on the the Facebook group because it is a men's Facebook group specifically um, for the discovery of biblical masculinity. And that is what we are trying to do. We are trying to reach inside of us and figure out what is it that we are supposed to be uncovering What are we supposed to know? How are we supposed to act? What are we supposed to do? Um, How would Jesus act and do? And what are are the expectations as a man to be biblically masculine? Uh, How do we emulate Jesus? How do we show the world Jesus? Um, How will they know that we are Christ followers? And what do we do with that? Where do we, where do we go from there? So, let's get started. This is just something that I've, I've written up, just a basic overview of some of the things about the coalition, um, and this is going to be not ever changing. Our goal is to discover biblical masculinity, and that's not going to change. But some of the mission I have here, our mission, our plan of attack, and then the coalition definition, uh, it's going to to evolve over time, I assume, as more men get involved and get, uh, as we grow, and whatever the future may hold for this group and this coalition, uh, I assume that this will also evolve and grow. And I hope that it does, uh, because I don't want to be stuck in one thought process. Um, So I'll read you what I wrote here. The coalition, our mission. The coalition's mission is to empower men to join the fight in reclaiming biblical masculinity, 
grow in union with other men through mentorship and discipling, and impact the world through our families, friends, and communities sanctioned by the Holy Spirit. Our plan of attack, we attack the enemy through a community of men growing and openly sharing life together with the aspiration to strengthen all men for the battle ahead. We engage in action through large-form, in-depth conversations online and in person. We are passionately active in small group communities to deepen these relationships, and we are involved in one-on-one mentorship opportunities in order to cultivate unbreakable bonds between the men of God. The coalition definition. The term coalition is the denotation for groups formed when two or more people agree to work together temporarily in a partnership to achieve a common goal. The most common purpose in forming these coalitions are to combat a threat or to take advantage of an opportunity, resulting in the often temporary nature of the coalition. In other words, we are a group of God-fearing men banded together to battle the enemy through our love and strength embodied by the Holy Spirit, and we will continue this fight until Jesus arrives to take us from our temporary assignment here on earth and on to heaven. So I wrote that as a general understanding, sort of a mission statement type thing to to refer back to what is it we are trying to do. We are trying to get men to come together, join in group, in large form group, uh, through mentorship and discipling. And we're going to get in this podcast deep into the meaning and understanding and Uh, discovery of what all these terms mean. Um, But the mentorship and discipling of men to join in a group um, to then impact the world, starting with our families and our friends and the small influence of men around us, and then expanding out um, towards our communities, our city, state, nation, and the world. And that's what we're trying to do. And then how we go about doing that. I talk in there briefly about uh, small group communities um, and involved in one-on-one mentorship opportunities, which is something that I'm very passionate about is mentoring one-on-one mentorship. I was fortunate enough to have several one-on-one mentors pour into my life over the years and the life lessons, biblical understanding, self-discovery that came from those things uh, is unparalleled and unmatched. And I believe it is required and necessary for men to get one-on-one with another man to come to some understanding for yourself on what these, what life is, what your understanding of the Bible is, what, what God expects from you, what you expect from God. And also, um, it is hugely impactful. It is, it is unbelievably impactful for a young man to discover or for any man for that reason. Um, any man to discover that you are not in this fight alone, that there are other men in your current position, 
in your current state. There are men who have walked where you walked. There are men who struggle with the same things that you struggle, the sins and the the deep um, sinful desires that you may have, the problems with um, marriage and children and um, self-mutilization and in all the aspects of that, uh, physically and then also mentally or you self-mutilate your your job, you self-sabotage your your job, your relationships, all of that. Um, you are not alone in that. There are other men that are walking through that or have walked through that. It's impactful to see other men, at least it was for me, directly impactful to see grown men in their 50s and 60s and 70s open up in front of me and say that I have also struggled with pornography. I have also struggled with um, other type of things in their lives, struggled with raising kids, struggled with marriage, um, struggled with finding purpose and meaning in life. And these are the type of things that you don't understand if you're not around other men, that that this is not just you by yourself. You are in this fight with others. Um, and we will get, um, again, more into some of these things, hopefully all of these things, as we go uh, through more episodes with this podcast. But I do want to get to, uh, I want to kind of stop there. I want to get into what I told you we're going to talk about, because we're going to talk about what Jesus has to say about politics. Politics is not a subject that I enjoy. It is not a, it's not something that I want to talk about or that I like to talk about. It's not something that I know everything about, which I also, not that you, it will take you long to figure this out, but I don't know everything about the Bible either. I am just a guy. I don't have theology degree. I don't have, um, I didn't go to seminary school. I'm just a passionate guy who's learned everything I can possibly learn. And now I want to share it with you. Um, so thank you for being here to listen to that. So let's get into another subject that I know very little bit, a little bit about, um, which is politics. And the only way I know to, to look at something that I don't know much about is to go to the Bible. So we're going to go to uh, Mark chapter 12. And at the beginning of Mark chapter 12, Jesus tells a parable of an evil farmer. Um, a man has a plot of land. He leases it to farmers. They come in. They're raising crops. He sends his servant to go get his portion of the crops or his money to collect rent. And they beat him up. And he sends another one and they kill him. And he sends another one and he sends another one and they kill him. They beat him. They send him back. Um, but they're not paying. And finally, he sends his son. He says, surely um, they'll respect my son. And of course, they don't. They kill his son. They throw him out of the vineyard and they're like, we're going to keep this for ourselves. So what does the what is the farmer supposed to do? He will come back and kill. I'm sorry, what does the uh, the vineyard owner, what is he supposed to do? He will come back and kill the farmers and lease the vineyard to other people. 
Um, this is a parable, uh, a short parable, just a few verses. I think it's only, let's see, it's 12 verses long, um, just a short parable that Jesus tells. But he's telling this parable to call out the Sadducees in the room that he's at uh, for being um, hypocrites and let me see exactly the term that they use. Um, he calls them out. And so then they think, okay, well, we, we've got you now. Here's what we're going to do. Mark 12, 13. You've heard this story before. Taxes. And uh, they say, Mark 12, 13. Later, the leader sent some Pharisees supporters of Herod to trap Jesus into saying something for which he could be arrested. So you see the religious leaders can't do anything about this Jesus character because they're afraid of the crowd. If they, if they mess with this guy who's healing everybody, if they try and um, mess with him, the crowd could get crazy and they don't want the crowd attacking them. They're the religious leaders, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They, they want to be, known as, as higher above that. They're not going to do something in front of the crowd because they don't want the crowd against them. They want the crowd uh, with them. So they pose a question in order to trap him. They're going to ask him the question that you know is coming here, the taxes. Do you pay taxes? Rome is occupying the area. They are in charge. Do you pay taxes to Rome? They, they say, you know, well, we know you're so honest and you're impartial and you don't play favorites and you teach the way of God's truth. I mean, they are just buttering him up because they think they've got him. They're ready here. Do you pay taxes? Should we pay taxes or shouldn't we? Because they think, hey, if I say, yes, we should pay taxes. The crowd's going to be against him. And the religious leaders will have the crowd on their side now. And if he says, no, don't pay your taxes, the Roman government will have him. Hey, we're going to arrest this guy, get rid of him, because he's saying, he's telling people, don't pay your taxes. But of course, what does he do? He reaches in and he says, hey, I see right through your hypocrisy. I see what you're trying to do. I know you're trying to trap me and I got something for you. Here we go. He blatantly says, why are you trying to trap me? <laughs> Letters in red. Why are you trying to trap me? Hey, somebody got a coin? Show me a, a, a Roman coin. And they hold up a coin. He's got the coin. Whose picture's on the coin? Caesar's. Give unto Caesar. What is Caesar's? Give unto God. What is God's? It's almost like right there, give under Caesar's, what is Caesar's? And he says, hey, who's got a, who's got a person around here? Where's a, where's a people? Where's one of those? Oh, there's one. Okay. Now look at this person. And they would know being good Jewish boys and girls growing up, reading the, uh, the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, and most of them have it memorized. Who is this person in front of them created in the image of Whose image is on this person? God's image. That's right. God's image is imprinted on this person. 
You give unto Rome what is Rome. You give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Whose picture's on this coin? Caesar's. Give it to Caesar whose image is on this person. God's. Give it to God. Guys, I I just want us to realize as we're as we're thinking about voting, as most of us probably already have voted at this time that I'm recording this, it's a little bit early voting. It isn't voting day yet, but um, most of us probably already have voted. I want us to realize that we are called by Jesus to give unto Caesar's what is Caesar's and give unto God what is God's. God's image is imprinted on you and God's image is printed on the person on the other side of the aisle from you. Don't forget. Don't get lost in the conversations. Don't get caught up in the left and the right, in the red and the blue, in the middle of the road, new, old, change, no change. They will know us by our love. Guys, we are called to love We are called to impact the world by imparting Jesus on them. We are called to give unto God what is God's. The people around you are made in God's image. Even if they are unbelievers, they are made in God's image. And we are called to love them, pray for them. Give unto God what is God's. I just challenge everyone, myself included, to not get heated, not get crazy, not get, not forget whose we are. Not just who we are, but whose we are. And we, we need to go about this with love. We need to love each other know and understand that God loves each one of us and that's the most important thing it's okay to have opinions it's okay to believe one thing to believe the other thing to have a different opinion than me to have an opinion that no one else agrees with you can have that too it's okay I'm still gonna love you and you know what I'm going to pray for you too. And we can have a discussion, but just take pause, rise above, and understand that you are to give unto God what is God's. Give up yourself, give up your friends, give up your family, give up your neighbors, give up the people standing in line next to you at the polling station that think the exact opposite that you do. Give up the thought of that. Pray. Give it all to God. Make the best decision that you can with the information that you have. And if you do that out of love and not out of spite, not out of hatred for somebody, not out of discontent for where you are or where they are, if we just love, if we just give unto God what is God's, then it can kind of be his problem, can it? 
he's going to he's going to unpack some stuff. He is going to he's going to be the one to make the decision um who is elected, who's running this thing. Um what's best for our country. Um the best thing for us to do is to pray and I challenge you all to pray for our country, our leaders on both sides of the aisle and the people voting um, for our elected officials right now um, that that everyone is is taking into consideration that that there's no there's no way for you to know the best answer that that would imply that you know something or that you know everything that God knows and we know that's not possible you don't know the best answer and that's okay you're not supposed to or else you would be God and you're not you're not supposed to you're supposed to love and you're supposed to give unto God what is God and who does that person that you don't like that you don't agree with whose image is on that person don't forget that. So that's what um, that's what Jesus says there. And at the end of verse seventeen, Mark twelve seventeen, he says, "It." I'm sorry. It says his reply completely amazed them. It shouldn't be amazing. It shouldn't be amazing. Because we now have the book in front of us and we can reread and we can go check our answers. We've got our life textbook there. We can we can check our answers with what Jesus said. And he said, love. He said, give it to God. And that's what we're going to do. Men, I challenge you to be a part of the Lions Coalition group. Go on Facebook and search the Lions Coalition. Uh, request to join. If you like this, if you want more of these episodes, um, go ahead and share this with your friends and your family and men in your life that need to hear this. Um, we're going to continue on. We're going to push forward and we're going to do more of the things that I talked about in the initial opening there. The, um, the one-on-one mentorship, small group communities, um, in person and online And that's what we're trying to do. Cultivate unbreakable bonds between the men of God. Guys, that's what we're in the, we're on the path to do that. We are, we are reaching more men every single day. And that's the goal is to reach more men, point them towards Christ, get in relationship with these guys so that we can impact their lives so that they can impact their friends and their family and their communities in the world. We are on a move. We are starting a movement. This uh, this is just the beginning. Thank you for listening. Connect with me online, Facebook, Instagram, um, and there will be more of these coming soon. Thanks for coming to episode one of the Lions Coalition podcast. My name is Bud Waite. Thanks for being here.